0: Welcome into the End of Money podcast for Thursday, October 26th at Keeneland. Just three days left in a fantastic fall meet. Tom Leach here, along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. We're going to look at the late pick four, and we'll jump into it with the first leg in the sixth, Maiden Claimers, 30K, two-year-olds. In fact, the first three races in this late pick four sequence are all two-year-old races. This one at a mile and a 16th on the main track. And where did you land?
1: Yeah, two-year-old races are kind of challenging. I don't, I don't. It's it's tough to figure out where you're going to land. Um, and the obvious choice in here is Mana for Brad Cox dropping out of the maiden special weight. He hasn't been out since July when he ran at Ellis and got beat seven and a half in a maiden special weight, and they're uh, dropped him to thirty. Not not a great move, but you know the horse showed a little bit of ability there at, at Ellis and went off at three to one. So I put Pickman on top, but I'm also going to use aspiring comedian for Todd Pletcher, who didn't like the turf at all last time out. But if you go back to the um, debut in August at Ellis, the horse ran a 58 buyer and finished beat three horses out of eight. So, again, the drop is probably what this horse needs. Metronome for Jimmy Graham and uh, Tom Molly. Jimmy Graham is on the duck for uh, the entire meet, which is amazing at Keelan. It usually runs well here. This horse is actually moving up in class from maiden 20 to maiden 30, but it's on numbers and Jimmy Graham. is certainly do. The horse went off at two to one last time out. I'm going to use Master of the Nile for John Ennis, first time starter. Doesn't know how how to lose yet, so uh, already gelded this two year old um, Master of the Night. Uh, I just I like using first time starters and maybe claimers. They haven't lost yet. And then Magical Monarch got some money at Ellis Park, called a sloppy track. Last time out, Kent Sweezy takes over for Mark Cassie. Drops from maiden special weight to thirty. Trap shoot here. Uh, that's that's the ones I'm using. Uh, I think you got to go deep here. I think you um, maybe you're maybe you're smarter than I am. Maybe you got a
0: single. It's it's not smarter, but um, it's needing to find some place to narrow <laughs> down to keep the ticket at a reasonable budget. Which I would end up with a. Uh, more expensive ticket that I uh, typically give out. So I'm going to go too deep here and just use Pletcher and Cox and think one of those two uh, will get it off the drop. I ended up taking Aspiring Comedian on top. Uh, I like the fact that this horse has two-turn experience and Pletcher's 32% when dropping into Maiden Claiming Company. And then uh, you mentioned the angle of uh, Mena and Brad Cox and uh, dropping down in against Maiden Claimers here and um, there's several of the other ones that you mentioned I could certainly use if I um, could narrow down somewhere else on my ticket. My third horse in here was Ultimate Strike. The Pinot Barn uh, has a high percentage just overall and uh, a good uh, stat on the sprint to route angle that this one takes, so um, I might take a look at that one if you want to go deeper, but Aspiring comedian gets the the slight nod for me. The allowance feature is uh, non-winners of two lifetime two-year-olds on the turf at a mile and a 16th. And I took the one tough little nut there for uh, Chris Block. Good second with a wide trip at Kentucky Downs and uh, Rosario's back riding after a a suspension. And uh, I think he'll be a good fit uh, on this horse. Uh, Good ballys 20-1 to on the morning line. I don't think he'll be that uh, for Rusty Arnold, but... Last time out, had trouble at Kentucky Downs and still ended up beating half the field. The previous race was good, and this horse was considered for the bourbon stakes on opening weekend. So I think they have a high opinion of Good Bally. and I think uh, he'll have a, a big shot in here. The 12, please advise, has made steady improvement. And the 10, Fortune Seller, you get Speed and gaffleone. Got an interesting battle. You got Gaffleone and Saez battling it out for the riding title and Cox and Pletcher. At the top of the trainers' title, with uh, some others in close pursuit, so that's going to be an interesting battle over these final few days. But anyway, I'm going four deep on my pick four ticket with tough little nut on top. Who'd you take in the seventh?
1: Going four deep as well, but I think tough little nut is probably going to be the favorite here for Chris Block uh, coming out of that race at Kentucky Downs. The same race that Code Omaha came out of, but Omaha uh, I'm sorry, excuse <coughs> like me, Good Valley came out of, but Good Valley had some had some trouble there. So tough little nut on top. Going to use two that you used on the outside: Fortune Seller for Leone and please advise for Louis Saez. Uh, please advise is probably my second choice in here. Don't like the 12 hole, but uh, uh, coming out of the, the Juvenile Sprint, going to a mile and a 16th is a question mark. She is—he's uh, never been a mile and a 16th. The fourth horse that I used—I didn't use Good Valley because of the basically basically mediocre buyers. Code Omaha had a 61 buyer first time out of Indiana at five furlongs, uh, seemed to pull away from the from the field and gets and Pratt here, so huge uh, move up on the jockey and Jonathan Thomas is a really good 25% trainer, so Code Omaha is my kind of long shot in here at five to one uh, may may run really big second time out for Jonathan Thomas.
0: Let's go to the eighth race. Two-year-old maidens, the about-seven furlong distance on the main track. How would you see this one?
1: Oh, This one was wide open. Um, Brad Cox has a first turn here with Gapleon riding, Rocketeer. Uh, Kenny McPeak has a, um, a Colt that had a 65 buyer last time out at Churchill in a maiden special at a mile of the 16th, cutting back to seven furlongs where he started his career. Charleston, another first-timer for Brad Cox, was Giroux riding as the one horse. No judgment. Second time out for uh, low um, percentage trainer Terry Brennan, but this horse had a 68 buyer first time at Churchill. And the horse, the two horses that finished on top of him uh, came back and won, um uh, won this past weekend here at Keeneland. And then stopped the press for Suge McGahee, first time starter. Suge is not really that great with first time starters, so this one has been working up a storm. I mean, it's interesting to see the tote board here because – with those works, uh, if the wise guys catch onto those works, and certainly the morning line maker, Nick Tamro, has making him, uh, him a 3-1 to morning line uh, favorite, uh, stop the press as a big shot from the outside. So I'm going to go five deep here. This is a really good maiden special weight.
0: I am uh, four deep in here with the two Brad Coxes that took Rocketeer on top. Uh, he's a son of Curlin, has four local works, so to debut it, At seven furlongs, a little more than seven furlongs, is uh, a lot tougher than debuting at at six or less. So uh, this son of Curlin, uh, that part of the pedigree uh, gives him the the right to like added distance. Uh, Charleston uh, is from the Cox Barn, but uh, the rail can be a little tricky in uh, these types of races. I've got no judgment as well. Notice the same thing you did with uh, Agu in that uh, debut race coming back to win. And then uh, Stop the Press is, is uh, stop the Press is the other one I used. A beautiful pedigree, brought a million and a half as a yearling. The barn doesn't have great first start numbers. They generally get better with time. But uh, I will say, um, uh, Steve Bick, who does the At the races show, I've heard him say this for years. When Suge debuts one at uh, seven furlongs, and this is a little more than seven furlongs, those are the ones that he uh, usually has a high opinion of. So I just throw that out there to file it away, and so I've got to have that one on the ticket. Um, I'll be interested to see, you know, how how heavily he gets uh, bet uh, when the windows open up, but going to go four deep in here. Ninth race is a first level allowance, spreading on the turf at five and a half, three and up. Uh, Zartownis is one I had on my horses to watch list. Was wide last time at Kentucky Downs when you needed to be inside, and also moved in, tried to move up when the pace really got hot. And um, his horse has had consistently solid efforts, so I think at a price, that one's dangerous. Vocalize, I used the two horse on the angle that uh, he has three wins. Uh, Judge Davis is a Shugbegehi horse that improved in the second turf start, so that was noteworthy. Hefe de Obra, if that's how you pronounce it, it's Wesley Ward in a turf sprint, so... The heck with the long layoff, it's Wesley Ward in a turf sprint. And the 11, Western Command from the Foley Barn. If this one draws in, I think has uh, a good shot, uh, fits well with this group. So keep an eye on the 11 if he can draw into the race. So I'm going five deep in the last leg. How about you?
1: Well, I have no money left, so I can <laughs> only to go too deep. And it's still going to be a $100 ticket because this, this sequence is really tough. I, mean, I agree. You've got two maidens. I I, I just think that, that you got a really sh- a good shot at getting a big price on this pick four. So. I stuck with the two, I, I like you, with vocalized, uh, noted the three wins. Uh, Luis Saez takes them out, so big move up from Carras- Victor Carrasco at Colonial. So um, inside draw, the horse has got positional speed, or it can come out of it. So uh, at five and a half, he, uh, two, two back, he was right on the lead or just off the lead and then came from five and a quarter back last time to just miss my neck. So very versatile horse. For Horatio Depaz. And I'm going to take Vocalize on top, but I'll also use Judge Davis because I really liked it last race at Kentucky Downs where he was 13-1, to 1, and um, my favorite, Jock Vincent Schemineau, is on. So Judge Davis and Vocalize, I'm going to take a stand there, and I'm still going to spend 100 bucks.
0: What's your pick-four ticket look like?
1: alright four six eight eleven, with 1-5-10-12 with one three five eight eleven, with 2-5. One hundred
0: dollars. I ended up with an eighty-dollar ticket. Uh, four six. I went narrow in the first leg. So thing about that is, if I'm out, then I can just maybe work on a pick three for the rest of them. Uh, but I've got four six with one four ten twelve with one five eight eleven with two three four five eleven eighty dollars. And uh, yeah, this was a really challenging uh, pick four sequence. Uh, if anybody can really have a strong opinion on somebody or uh, maybe you, you know some of the connections and got a little inside info, whatever it might be. If you can narrow it down somewhere, uh, then you could even spread more in some of these other races and maybe hit this thing because, uh, like you, Jim, I think there's, this could be a nice payoff. So best of luck on the Thursday card at finding the right numbers, and we'll be back with two more editions of the End The Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com.